Hey, welcome to the show. This is episode 15, Guilty Pleasures. I'm just talking about ones that I've always had. Nothing too crazy, just shows, movies, other stuff. I'm going to start with the one that gets the most cringes. The live-action Scooby-Doo movies. Both of them. I love the first one, because you can just... Oh, just both of the... I know they're not good. Like, some of these are good, but I know they're not good movies to a lot of people. I love both of them. And the later two pre... Like, like when they're in high school one, that one's average Loch Ness. I mean, the lake monster is worse than the first one, but eh. They're, like, here's the thing. They're not good, like, at all. They're just pretty adequate, and you can just feel like, yep, we can squeeze some money out of it. Fun fact about um the first two. The first one was originally supposed to be PJ-13 after the Josie and the Pussycats movie. But since that movie bombed, kind of, it was like a good success. But like, it wasn't as good as they were hoping. They switched it to PG. So that's why it's like, there's like jokes that are like kind of questionable. They're supposed to be even worse. Grease. One and two. I prefer two over one, but that's just me. I know two, like, you're going to hear me say this a lot. A lot of these things aren't hated by a lot of people but they're just like when I ask people they're like no I don't like it I prefer two over one but I'd rather watch one story eh, no it's the watch two for the story that the music was cut out like overall I would rather you know watch that Harrisburg kind of goes in the same category because I remember the live show a lot of people liked but like if they go back to watch the movie people kind of choose not to since like at the time period it was and like the whole like, the whole movie's just kind of eh to a lot of people, but I, I still remember the the show they would watch. I would remember the order of everyone in, in it, and I would just, if I heard, and I'm Luke, and i just keep going with everything. Uh, Superstar is just one of those, mo- it's on the level, like, it's in the same brave wave as another movie that I like. <sighs> I can't believe I'm, I've ever, I'm going to say this, and this is going to be out there. Freddy Got Fingered by Tom Green. It, that is literally... It is one of the worst movies of all time. And I highly recommend you watch it. It's kind of like the Pluto Nash of most of my life. It is just... It's in my head constantly kind of deal. So it's like... Oh god. But Superstar is like good. Like the good quality of that kind of movie. But Freddy Got Fingered is the bad. I kind of love watching both. Not at the same time, but, you know, in, like, a little marathon. But Superstar, just the beginning where it's doing the whole panning, like, oh my god, what is this movie going to be about? And it just cuts to our main character making out with a tree. If you can't get behind that opening joke, just don't watch the rest of the movie. Like, how her parents dies in a fucking uh, tap dancing competition. And I already said Freddy got fingered. Uh, this is going to be the one that gets people to cringe and laugh the most. Fortnite. It's one of those game... Like, I used to play Overwatch a lot with, I want to say, maybe 20 people. Like, a group of friends. And we all just switched around, like, oh, I'll play this, I'll play that. But when Fortnite came out, they all switched into that while I still played Overwatch. And then, you know how people get when they get older, or just life happens. It's just like, you lose touch with a couple people, so it's just like, oh, well, I want to retry this game. Because, you know, it was like a popular game. Let me give it a try started playing a little bit more and started getting into it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is a pretty good game. 
to me it's my like game where I can just like click it's like Isaac or like a couple other games where I can like click my brain off and just play it while like bullshitting with a friend the Tomb Raider remakes well reboot technically that trilogy of Tomb Raider yes that's what they call it Rise of the Tomb Raider and Shadow of the Tomb Raider I know they have a lot of hate in comparison to the originals, but I kind of, I, lo- I love Laura as a character, so I'm okay with getting more adventures as her. I know a lot of people call it the Uncharted, uh, uh, female Uncharted games. I never played Uncharted. I know they pretty much copy it, but I really have always liked Laura since I was a kid, so I was like, for obvious reasons, you guys can guess, I know you're smirking listening to this. I know you. But, um... It was cool just seeing her, like, actually doing stuff again. And they kind of do the damsel in distress, like, oh my god, you should feel really sorry for Laura. I remember, like, um, like, instead of, she has a flat personality in, like, the first two. But, like, the third one, she kind of gets it, like, a decent one. It's kind of weird. What they choose for personality is, let's beat the shit out of our main character and go from there. Like, that's what's written on there. Uh, this is another kind of controversial one. Nostalgia Critic, I know some people don't like him. I will always fucking enjoy him. And I failed no Critic November. I'm a fraud. I'm a failure. I've I, I ruined it. And his first viewings are great with Rob. Like, I can always just, like, sit back, relax, and... It's weird. When I was younger, I want to say, like, elementary school to, like, late high school... Late middle school... I preferred the AVGN over the critic, but as like when I got to the second half of middle school, it switched to the critic over the um the nerd, just because I don't know it's just me, but I I care for James's as in the nerd, his tech reviews of like older consoles like the N- NES um accessories video thirty two X Sega CD Atari Jaguar. And, like, stuff like that, I don't really care for, like... I know who, by the time I'm posting this, he's doing his his 200th episode. And it's just, like, I haven't watched him in, like, a minute. But, like, I feel like with certain YouTube channels, it's, like... You just kind of, Like, I don't know what's going on in Cinema Massacre. I haven't watched it in a while. Like, I binge, like, some of the older ones by, like, the seasons, quote-unquote, by YouTube does them. And that's fine. And then I kind of only watched like a couple seasons. And I'm like, okay, go back to like Critic or somebody else, like or Johnny or something. But like the Critic is one of those ones where I just like, I watched. But um, while I work like on like stuff or like I'm walking around or doing something, I like having background noise. And I'm like, ah, eh, he's funny. So I'll keep him in the background. And he's one of my favorite like background noises for like ad. Like I don't even skip the ad reads. Well, there's another person I do that for, which is uh, Tomato Anus. Yes, that's his name. He does speed runs. Uh, if you're interested in like um, explanations on like speed runs of certain games, like his most recent video, I believe was it te- was Deathloop two weeks ago or was it one week ago? It is. What is it? I'm trying to remember. It was. Oh, sixty nine fo- poggers. Uh, he is... His most recent video from time of recording was Hitman 2016, and it was one week ago. If you like to see, like, him talking about, like, 
hey, here's the speed trick, blah, 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 and he goes it step by step and really in depth. Uh, give him a watch. He's really good at that. And, uh, back to the one I was saying. Um, Nostalgia Critic, I will always enjoy. Like, the only ones I kind of skip is, honestly, the Suicide Squad one and Pixels. Those are the two. And if you're curious, yes, I... <laughs> and I'm iffy with the wall. I've sat through it, I think... How long is it? How long is that video? Uh, the wall is 30 minutes. So 39 minutes. It's... Eh, it's one of those... Oh my god, it's only from two years ago. It's one of the weirdest... Like, I'm curious, like, on how many people saw that as his first thing. Shout out to uh, the Needle Drop, the guy that does music. And he co- he did a review of The Wall and saying it was not good. I thought it was really funny. But, um, his movies are... F- <laughs> like, um, Kick-Assia's just... I, I, I'm kind of a... I just kind of like it. But, like, there... Was there three or was there four? Because I don't... I don't technically count, like, when... I don't count his, like, cameo in the the AVGN movie. Because I honestly still have not watched the AVGN movie. I, I should. Especially since I've played the AVGN 1 and 2. And two literally has a whole world. Oh, okay. Wait. Tomography. Um. Where? Oh my god! Somebody has now cataloged all of his fucking. Um. What do you call it? Shit. Um. God damn it! All of his thumbnails. I had to remember what the word was. Where is Play the Navigator? Okay, I guess I won't know. Uh, oh my god. Like, I know Kickassia was one. It's so weird to think about to me, like. There was a part where there was, like, a break in Nostalgia Critic because he was giving it up. Like, he was just kind of bored with it, which I don't blame somebody doing that. I want to point out, if you look at, um... If you type in Nostalgia Critic, how many movies are there? The first search is, is Nostalgia Critic a furry? Glad that's the first result. Somebody wrote, uh... <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Oh, my God, people are actually asking what happened to certain people on the show. Yeah, because she went to do her own thing. Hmm. Okay, um... It's so weird because people are like, oh, what are these people up to nowadays, like, on his channel? And I love everyone on there. Malcolm and Tamara, Heather. One of my favorite videos is, um, from them is the... I think it's... It's the 10-year anniversary, I think it's called? Like, it was just when he got back to doing videos. It was just, like... It was just, like, an overview of everyone. Like, Malcolm talks about demo reel. 
and all that. And it was like super cool. But um, I guess I can save games for last. Mike Tyson Mysteries is one of those shows where it's it's very it's it's weird for me to describe because it's literally like okay imagine Scooby Doo put Mike Tyson as the main character a pigeon a ghost and Mike Tyson's daughter go that's your show and they solve mysteries it's just just please watch it it's so weird and i love it it's kind of like how i feel about final space you need to watch it to enjoy oh god this is gonna be the one that everyone's gonna kill me over samurai jack is honestly one of the best shows of all time like animation wise i think season five was the best like these are kind of like i still like to me i feel season five is my favorite it's like it's weird because either some seasons are too light or they're too bloated with like side stuff for a lot of people but i feel like five doing its little mini series it's just the perfect amount of like time and like since they were on adult swim they could get away with like blood and i'm not like oh blood is the best it's just i think the way they did it was smart because it's it's not like oh he loses an arm and all this jazz it's they use it sparingly they're not going oh paint this wall with blood paint that one they use it efficiently like oh he got a slash so he's bleeding on a wall while he's tapping it to get out of a maze um oh yeah but the art direction in it's still so good there's a lot of callbacks to the original series to like certain episodes so it's like it's nice but like oh god the <laughs> i keep staring like i wrote down some things because they can spark into other conversations. But one of the movies I wrote down, oh god, is The Country Bears. Made after Pirates of the Caribbean. And yes, it is a Disney attraction ride. And yes, they had a movie. The only scenes you really need to see is Christopher Walking's scenes. Uh, my favorite scene is still the, oh no, Country Bear Hall's been crushed. Just the way he says it. Chef's kiss, how beautiful. Just how phenomenal it is. Um, Honestly, another show that I really wished in slide, and it's a guilty pleasure. I know since the movie wasn't too big, a lot of people didn't really care, was the Big Hero 6 one. They did what I wanted them to do for it, which was literally, okay, we know Hero and that's really it by the end of it, because his friends are just there. But it's just like, Okay, now what? Like, why should we give a shit about these people? But, like, the show actually does it right. So it's like, oh my god, like, these people have personality. We actually get to, like, and it's like, if you, like, for people who don't know, it's kind of like a Monster of the Week kind of show, like Powerpuff Girls and stuff. So it's like, oh, okay, it's. You can watch it as Monster of the Week and just see it as that. But there's like a backstory. Like there's a little bit of stuff in the back where it's like, oh, okay. Well, this is happening in the background of like everything going on. And like you can like they like Fred's still like the goofy character, but he's like he's not overdone. Like I like TJ Miller kind of. It depends on his role, but. It's just, like, one of those things where it's, like, eh, it could, 
it could be something. But, like, another thing that I'm really passionate about, like, show-wise, because I'm hopping around from shows, movies, and other things, is Life 2.0. I know to a lot of people it's like, what the shit is that? So, Life 2.0 is a documentary of a game called Second Life, which, when I first heard of it, I thought it was, like, a, like kind of, like, a WoW kind of deal, but it's a life simulator, and it's... It's very different, but, um, one of the, th- um, if you've ever seen the documentary Super Size Me, it's done by the same guy, but it's just like, oh, like, you just see, who the, who the hell directed this? It was Jason Spriganoff? Springoff? Uh, the guy that did Super Size Me. But it's a full-length documentary following, like, a group of people whose, like, lives are, like, transformed by, like, a vir- like the virtual game. And, like, oh, it sounds like a, like, a weird, like, anime kind of subplot like that um, sort of line. But, like, it's literally, it talks about relapsing relationships, identities, and, like, ultimately, like, the very notion of reality kind of deal. Like what the like okay so one of the plot point plot points two of the people they cover is this man and woman and they started like they both are like married i know she was at least married but he like they got together and it was like they started dating on the website and it was just like okay fine but she's married so she has like a husband i think she had a she either had one or two kids but it was just like like imagine being married to somebody having a kid with them and they just straight up up and leave you like that after some dude that just like walks in and it's just like uh, okay like it's so weird and there's like it's just one it's one of those movies where it's like you hear once and you see it's just like oh this is interesting <laughs> it's either one of those movies where you like it or you hate it but um oh god i didn't think i would actually talk about this but the a huge movie series i i know it they're not the best and <sighs> I can't believe I'm covering this. Uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy. I know to a lot of people, they're the best Spider-Man. Can we all, at least it's better than Andrew Garfield. That's all I gotta say. I love Andrew Garfield. He's an okay Spider-Man. But the third one, I know it's the worst. I know it's honestly the, like, it's supposed to be, it was like everyone, we all agreed it's the worst one. But we all also have to agree it has the best scene with the dancing. That whole strut, the club scene, everything about it is the shit I live for. I know it's cringe, and I'm okay with that. That's perfect. It's beautiful, just chef's kiss. Perfect. Like, if I could marry a scene, that scene is what I would choose to be my bride. And it's just like, yes. Yes, that. A thousand times, yes. Just... Ugh, it's it's so like it's not the best thing ever, but I 
I really love it. Um, what's another? Oh, onward. That is one that I thought of. It's, it's definitely like it's weird. I know a lot of people who forgot it existed, and I know one of you list. Like I know not all of you. This movie came out from recording one year ago. It came out twenty twenty. But it's just like it's, it's such an eh movie. I love the concept. Okay, a fantasy world that like they get better with te- like technology takes over and they just forget magic. Okay, that's cool. I like that as a concept. Oh, they can meet their dad again. Okay, that can work. They only got twenty four hours. Okay, typical plot. Got it. They go on like a fantasy thing. It, also, twenty twenty was a weird year because any. Like, all this stuff came out. Tom Holland and Chris Pratt were, like, in everything. And it was like, oh, okay. Real talk. This movie would definitely work better if Chris Pratt was pl- was replaced with Jack Black. Like, you can find a video where it's uh, onward with Jack Black instead. It is so... Like, it fits him better. Like, I like Chris Pratt and all. He does a, he's great for Emmett and Star-Lord. I would love Jack Black better because he also has animation shops. From the Kung Fu Panda movies. But it's like fine. But it just bothers me. Because this movie is like. It's good to a point. I love how the like the characters look. I love how this world looks. But it's just like. Oh we have to get to. Like I get it. Like it's weird. So the climax is good. I like that. And some of the things just kind of don't work, like the fairy bike riders, like that was they they're in for like a couple scenes, and okay, that's it. The magic stuffs eh, because it's just like okay, wave the stick, say something, okay, boom, we fixed it, problem solved. But it has a lot of like good stuff, like I was awkward in high school, so is Ian. But it's it's weird. I I've asked a couple friends, and they're like, oh, you must have not liked it because you don't have a brother. I have a brother. And I still just think the movie's okay. Like, I was nervous driving too, but that doesn't... Like, I relate to the character. I just... I don't feel anything towards the character kind of deal. But, I, I like, I know I'm negatively dump, dunking on this movie, but, like, I rewatched it... Actually, I think four times. But it's one of those movies where it's like, you watch it again, and it gets better... But it's not something I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to click on my TV and put it on. It's just like, you know, I feel like watching that today. Kind of like another movie. Goosebumps. The live action one. I was in junior high, I think, when that first came out. But I when I when I think Goosebumps, I think of, okay, the mask, uh, the blob, and like a Slappy the Dummy. And like a couple other of the books. Uh, Cheese or You'll Die. Shit like that. But it's like, I thought it, when I first heard, okay, there's a Goosebumps live action movie coming out. Oh, okay. It's going to be like a horror anthology thing for kids. Okay, cool. That'd be cool. It wasn't. It was Blank Comes to the Real World and Here's What Happens movie. And I was like, I get it because it's cheaper and you can do it that way. The sequel it's kind of in the same boat because I actually genuinely like watching these movies back to back. It's like Monster Squad 
which I will talk about in a bit, because now I want to talk about Monster Squad. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's so weird. Like, you can see where they go, but you can tell they ran out of budget with, like, the license. Like, the only big monster, because, like, there's no monster blood. There's no, like, some of the high-tier characters. The only person there that's, like, very known for, like, goosebumps from people is Slappy the Dummy. And that's about it. Jack Black's in this movie, so that's a positive. But, um... It's... It's really... Honestly, it's a good movie to watch around, like, Halloween. But there's one that's better, Monster Squad. Just just go watch the critics' review and you'll know what I'm talking about. The best scene is still the diner. Do you know any virgins? Just, just go look up Do You Know Any Virgins, Monster Squad. Best scene out of any cinematic movie, just beautiful. God, like that is you know what? Fuck the Spider-Man dance. That is better. The do you know any virgins? Just the whole like it's the first time like a spit take actually made me laugh to something. It's just like Okay, this works. Oh god. I just in the back of my head I just thought of like another guilty pleasure. Is honestly the <laughs> the first Dario Wimpy Kid movie like the live action one because me and my friend would fucking quote it uh steven we would quote it sometimes just randomly and it was just it's one of those movies where it's not good like it's i know it's not good but you know what else is fucking awful and i love for all the wrong reasons cool cat saves the motherfucking kids Ugh. This movie, okay, I'm just going to read you the letterbox summary of said movie. Cool Cat is the coolest cat in town. All the kids love him, except Butch the Bully, who hates Cool Cat for his coolness. He terrorizes Cool Cat. His friends and family, with threats, taunting, and the internet can call Cool Cat. Can Cool Cat face his fears and defeat Bully Derek? Oh my god, the IMDb page was changed. By the way, Cool Cat Saves the Kids isn't the full movie title. It's also an anti-bullying gun safety movie. It is... You can find it on YouTube. And please do. It is just Derek Savage. The man, the myth, the legend. The lady slayer. Just... mm. (laughs) I remember in high school had to either be my sophomore or junior year my school did a volleyball marathon i think i brought this up on a podcast episode prior but we were me and a group of friends i did like who were on like teams when i was waiting for my games to start i'd watch her play games that one of them brought a tv because like oh you could bring your tv have stuff hooked up and like you know just do stuff while you wait well he just went along just to you know hang out there with other people but it's like he had the tv so literally i remember i came out it was like my second to last game i had because i technically was on two teams because one of the players got hurt during the event so i was like i'll just bench in for myself there because they asked if i could be a part so i was like yeah sure and i come out of the the gym and i just see on the tv cool cat saves the kid and i told them to pause that fucking thing and my game will be over in two minutes like, after, like, my next game's in two. Keep it paused. Do Like, go watch something else. I want to watch Cool Cat. 
I think by like the midway point, because it's only 75 minutes, so like an hour and 15, I think like when he's about to do the parade, like 20 other people were just standing by us because I was I was already out. My team was gone. And the team I was helping was also like done. Like we, we lost and you just hung out. It was like over, it's like an over under night thing. So it's like, oh, okay, you're here all night. But it's just, you're sitting there. And we had all of these people watching Cool Cat. And I know with one of the guests, she, she'll be on soonish, maybe. But she has a good story with Cool Cat. And I would play the audio, but I'll wait until they're on the, the show before I do that. Oh, God, I, I never thought I'd bring this movie in a positive light. You guys remember Fred? <laughs> and it's not for the right reason. So... For some reason, Nickelodeon gave Fred three movies because he had an iCarly episode. The best and worst one, because they're all bad. None of them have any redeemable things. But I am a cringe connoisseur. I'm the, like, collector of cringe, I say sometimes. that Those movies are bad. The second one outdoes all of them for how bad it is. It's just... It So it's a parody of the Night of the Living Dead is the parody. I'm just going to read the description. When Fred, when Fred suspects that his new music teacher is a vampire, him and his friend Bethany, she's the girl from the first game, set out to save the world, uh, set, save the town from the garlic-hating fiend. He thinks his teacher is a fucking vampire, and it's this is from 2011. Also, John Cena's in it. He's Fred's dad. It's just... Somebody gave this a five... What? No. Oh, it's a four star. Fred continues to traumatize women and minorities by opening fire onto a crowd. (gasps) Shout out to that guy who wrote a review. Brave man. One taught me patience. Sometimes it's good to just see movies you've binged. I, I, I've i seen this movie like three times. Uh, who am I kidding? It was four times. Oh god. It's kind of like it's on level with the Fairy Odd Parents live action movies where they're not good. Like, I know there's people who like the Fairy Odd Parents movies. Like, the live action ones, I don't think they're good. Like, in the slightest. Like, ugh. Like, that's my version of like bolt like people saw it they went "Mm mm-hmm that's a movie and then just threw it out the cockpit because who gives a shit it was fucking it's bolt (laughs) that movie's pretty meh oh my god no one i fucking used to binge a goddamn lot because it would always it was kind of guilty pleasure is pet force and my my friend he knows who he is he's the one i watched movies with in junior high for those if you're questioning we fucking watched every animated goddamn garfield movie on netflix because they're all there during our like uh calculus class but we watched a really good movie afterwards at least we watched one of my favorite animated movies it aged like milk in the joke department but i still love it hoodwinked it is just I I never knew I would love that style of movie until I saw it. I guess like a, t- a Quentin Tarantino style since that's like his hallmark of like 
oh, multiple perspective things. It's just like, I, re <laughs> I remember a teacher walked over, saw we were watching it and just went, I would be, <laughs> no, she's, what did she say? Oh, she said, I would be disappointed, but at least it's school appropriate. That's what she said to us. She thought we were watching because we were just laughing at it. And she had no clue what we were laughing at. It well, We weren't even trying to hide it. Literally, we were done the work, so it's not like she could yell at us for it. And it's just like, we're watching a movie, we're done the work, we're keeping quiet, and we'll giggle or like make a comment to each other while watching it. What's another good one? Hmm, what's another good guilty pleasure? Because I like writing... When I write scripts, I write down, like, points, and then I just go forward. Like, nothing is pre-planned for some of these episodes. Like, some of them have pre-planning. Most of them don't. Like, another, like... <laughs> like, I always think about certain movies, but a guilty pleasure of mine is Wedding Crashers. I will just watch that. Like, 40-Year-Old Virgin and Wedding Crashers, I think of my dad instantly. And it's not for the reasons you think. It's just, like, we would watch them a lot because when we went to my uh, cabin, like, our hunting cabin, we had that was on DVD, and we would watch them. And I was like, these are the greatest movies of all time. But you know what was even better? The Timmy Jimmy Power Hour, baby. Oh, they're so garbage. Like, they're not good. I love every second of them. <laughs> it's just like, yes. Yes, this this, this is the shit. Like, my like child self was like, nut everywhere. Just like a pog. Oh my god. Well, this is kind of topical since when I'm recording this, and I don't know when some of you are listening to this, it's December. You know, I could talk about some fucking Christmas specials, baby. Uh, another a huge one I binge. Because I know Cartoon Network is doing it this year. They're pulling like old, quote unquote, old uh, Christmas specials and they're going to be playing them. Dude, I can now. Oh, dude, I hope they have all of the other reindeer. That is one of my favorite Christmas specials for how like it's such a simple one. But I love it. Same with the uh, Yakko's Wish. Animaniacs one. That one's really good too. But some other huge Christmas stuff to me. The Adventure Time one. That one's good because you get Baxter and Ice King and everybody. The Powerpuff Girls one's pretty good too. Chowder has a good one. <laughs> I love the Chowder one. That's also because I fucking love Chowder. Uh, if you need a good video, watch Chowder. That's a good <laughs> video by uh, Angelo... Um, Mustache, Mick Mustache, or is it just Mustache? No, Angela Mustache. That's what his name is. Cause uh, I remember C.H. Greenblatt referenced that one time, and I was like, "Oh my God, he knows about Shoulder." It's just, it's such a garbage movie, and I love it. It's so good. Like a like a weird movie. I think about because I brought up Nostalgia Critic earlier. Is Batman and Robin? I just think of the Bat credit card scene, and it always makes me smile. It's just like, yes, it's a Bat credit card. And no, I think it was either this year or last year, DC actually made like a Bat credit card. So like, I don't know what bank it has to be or whatever, but like it's a bank, 
like you can get a back credit card actually so you can live the joke I'm, i was tempted to get one because just i could think of a back credit card every time and then i get scared because people be like oh my god he has a back credit card and i'd say i'd never leave the cave without it it'd be such a garbage joke but i would love it so i'm trying to think of if there's any really like the worst part about episodes when i feel like wrapping them up is i like if i make shorter episodes which this is gonna be one of the shorter ones i think we're gonna like we're ranging like 30 minutes right now probably but i'm also just recording while like just staring off into space but um it's probably like 30 to 40 minutes by this point but I'll think of something, I'm like, fuck, I should put that in the episode, and I know, I don't like editing, like, I don't like adding stuff to episodes, I think the only time I genuinely wanted to add something to an episode, just so it's like, hey, just before this happens, you should listen to this, was, I think, episode eight, eight? yeah, episode eight, because that's when Steven was on for the first time. The audio was fucked up, so I was like, fuck. But, like, everything... His audio was salvaged. But mine got corrupted, and I was like, fuck. And I... Like, here's the thing. When I found out it was... Here's the thing. When I was listening back and, like, editing the audio, audio was fine. And I remember... It was either... Somebody told me, and they were like, hey, uh, you should listen to this episode. And I was like, yeah, sure, let me do that. And it was just full blast, just corrupted. It's one of the episodes I'm, like, very early... Like, there's a couple episodes I want to get rid of, but I keep it because it was the first guest episode, so it's like, okay, I'm learning what to do with guest audio. But it was just more annoying. It's just like, what the shit? Like, eh. But I only like giving heads up, like, hey this episode's gonna be a little corrupted. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, my fucking ears hurt, you know? But I think that's gonna be all for this episode. I will I will have a holiday special before and maybe a guest on. We'll see about that. Well, hope you all have a good time. Have a good one.